All right. Before we get started, a big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting the Morning Agenda. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and values. You can find out more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Democrats are touting a $100 million plan to reduce gun violence in Pennsylvania. And the remains of a mid-state soldier killed in the Second World War will finally be returned to his hometown. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, February 28th, and this is being recorded at 7.10 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. State lawmakers and gun safety activists are urging the legislature to get behind Governor Josh Shapiro's $100 million plan to reduce gun violence in Pennsylvania. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports one million of that would go toward the creation of an Office of Gun Violence Prevention. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recorded more than 1,900 deaths by firearms in Pennsylvania in 2021. Lieutenant Governor Austin Davis says such violence inhibits the state's ability to succeed. We can't thrive as a commonwealth if we aren't delivering on the basic need for public safety in every neighborhood and in every community. If a gun violence prevention office were created, it would focus on things such as community outreach and technical assistance. It would also coordinate with federal and local partners, address intersections between gun and domestic violence, and research and evaluate data. Now, the fate of the governor's proposal is uncertain, as the GOP-controlled Senate has not taken up gun safety bills passed in the House last May. Republicans have also expressed concern that Shapiro's budget proposal is too pricey. Dozens of states allow people to provide sterile syringes to individuals who use illegal drugs. Ed Mahan is with our partners Spotlight PA and explains why some lawmakers want Pennsylvania to join that list. Republican State Representative Jim Struzzi says he was initially skeptical of syringe services. But the Indiana County lawmaker changed his mind after visiting a provider in Pittsburgh and seeing the support that's offered to people experiencing addiction. They're desperate, they're alone, they're afraid, and these programs bring them in to someone who cares. And that, to me, is a step in the right direction. He's sponsoring legislation that would legalize these programs throughout the state. Supporters say they help the broader community by reducing the presence of discarded needles. Struzzi's bill has passed out of committee, and advocates say that's a historic step. But some of Struzzi's fellow Republicans have concerns, including the potential impact on neighborhoods where the programs would operate. The measure is awaiting a full vote in the House. Well, it's the heart of tax season, and people who made clean energy upgrades around their home last year may be eligible for tax credits. My colleague Rachel McDevitt has more on how you can determine if you can claim a credit. The Federal Inflation Reduction Act gives taxpayers credit for 30 percent of the cost of rooftop solar panels, battery storage, high-efficiency electric heat pumps, windows, and home insulation. Each item has a dollar amount cap on the credit. To claim the residential energy credits for items installed last year, people need to file an extra form with their taxes. Flora Cardoni with Penn Environment says her group is trying to raise awareness of these benefits. We're only going to see the reductions in climate pollution and the growth of clean energy that we need to see for our climate and health if people actually take advantage of all of these programs. So Pennsylvania is setting up a rebate program with IRA money for people to lower the upfront cost of home energy upgrades instead of waiting for tax season. 
A new journal published by Penn State Press looks to create an academic space for the study of Palestine and Israel. Sydney Roach is with our friends at WPSU and State College, and she reports the editors say the study of the two communities is separated too often. Sonia Bulos is an editor of the Palestine-Israel Review. She's also an international human rights law professor at Nebrija University in Spain. She says there is a huge gap in the resources available for Palestinian studies compared to Israel studies. We're hoping that our new journal is, is an addition to these efforts to try to minimize the attempts to marginalize Palestinian voices. Tamir Sorek is a history professor at Penn State and one of the editors of the Palestine-Israel Review. He says the journal does not intend to advocate for a particular solution, but hopes it will open the door for critical studies of both Palestine and Israel. And the Goodwill Industries of north-central Pennsylvania recently struck gold. Lego gold, that is. And Danny, he is also with our friends at WPSU, and she reports a donated 14-karat gold Lego mask sold for more than $18,000. The toy Lego mask was donated to Goodwill's State College store, then sent with a bunch of jewelry to their online auction. Our manager of Shop Goodwill in Dubois, and she decided to list it for $14.95. Jessica Aluzzi is PR and social media coordinator for Goodwill Industries of North Central Pennsylvania. The mask, about an inch tall, is part of Bionicle, a popular line of Lego action figures. It's made of 14 karat gold, and it's rare. The item itself is one of only 30 in the entire country. 25 of them were given to Lego employees, and five of them were given out as part of a magazine contest. After some false bidding and a little bit of research, Goodwill relisted it. This is now the largest amount that a Lego piece has ever been sold for. That winning bid came in at $18,101. And that money raised supports local Goodwill programs. Now, as you may remember, when I get in the office around 4.30 each morning, I like to call it O'Dark 30, I go through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania to look for a few stories to put on your radar. Came across a couple this morning, so here they are. Four toxic waste sites in Pennsylvania will receive a share of a $1 billion infusion to the federal Superfund program. The Environmental Protection Agency says 25 sites in the Commonwealth and 14 other states will be cleaned up as a result. The money is the third and last installment of the $3.5 billion allocated under the 2021 infrastructure law signed by President Joe Biden. It will help clear a backlog of hazardous sites such as old landfills, mines and manufacturing facilities targeted by the 44-year-old Superfund program. Sites slated for cleanup in Pennsylvania include the former Valmont Industrial Park in West Hazleton. And the remains of a U.S. Army Air Force photographer from Northumberland County will be returning home. The news item reports Sergeant John Nolan of Mount Carmel was killed in action during the Second World War on May 18, 1944, during the Palesti Raid on German-held oil fields in Romania. The 22-year-old's final resting place for decades was in the Long Island National Cemetery. But it was believed his remains were mixed with a fellow member of the flight crew on the bomber that was shot down. Now, DNA from Hearn's brother has confirmed that's the case. A full military funeral will be held on May 24th when his remains will be buried in St. Mary's Cemetery in Mount Carmel. Just a quick reminder now that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. You can also find us 
on the NPR app. Be sure to check out our monthly Spotify playlist that consists of my songs of the day each and every day. And this month's creatively titled, I know, it's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, February 2024. And I'm going to go with Everclear's Santa Monica as my song of the day today. And the band will be performing in Harrisburg next month. A big thanks to Everance Financial for supporting The Morning Agenda, empowering members to align their investments with their faith and values. You can learn more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. Be well, enjoy the rest of this Wednesday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.